Blog Talk Radio. www.theclowntimes.net That's clown spell for K, by the way. You'll be able to find me on Facebook as well, engage in lots of tomfoolery. Uh, that's my big word for today. And as well as just blow me on several topics, whether it's sports, humor, what have you. But So do a search for The Clown Times. Again, it's clown spell with K, rather. Type in the, uh, in the upper left-hand corner search window, you will find me there. Uh, we talked last night about um, about the ACC as in, as far as the place of the college football playoff and whatnot. So we're going to expand on the college football playoff preview as a whole. And so here to discuss this with me is the co-league manager, the I'm sorry, the college manager for uh, uh, SB Nation College Sports, and as well as SB Nation's Ohio State site called Land Grant. And he used to be on the Holy Land, is that right? So... Without further ado, this is Matt Brown. So, Matt, is, I know you have a lengthy introduction, but how are you doing this morning? <laughs> hey, I'm, 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 I'm doing great. I appreciate that. I'm uh, glad to have a chance here to talk a little bit of college football with you. Right on, man. This is some fun. So, this is the best, one of the best times of the year right here, man. Uh, before we get into the nicks, the nicks and crannies of, of the college football playoff, uh, since you're a first time on this podcast, I typically have a tradition where I let the guest just pretty much tell a just talk about him or herself in terms of what led them to what they're doing right now. So, if you will, just take a, a couple of minutes and uh, talk about like what led you to becoming the sports blogger. What what got to this point? Kind of like a Drake's stuff for the Bob now here type of thing. Sure, sure. I have I have kind of a an indirect path to, to getting what to getting to where, what I do right now. Uh, what I what, right. what I do, I am the. Uh, Right now, I'm the college, one of the two college league managers for SB Nation. So we have 91 nice. uh, college blogs the, for all of the, the big college programs and a couple of the little ones. And uh, in, in addition to kind of directly running our Ohio State site uh, with my colleague, Luke Zimmerman, we also train uh, everybody else. We help, we help hire the, the new managers, and, we kind of, and I, I do some. Uh, investigative journalism and some jokes for SBNation.com. Uh, but I've been doing that for about two years, and then I wrote as a freelancer for SBNation a year before that. But uh, I have a degree in political science, and my first oh, job wow. was teaching yeah uh, from Ohio State, and my first <laughs> job was teaching fourth grade in inner city New Orleans. Like I, I wow. didn't go to journalism school. I kind of I kind of fell into this. I did teach for America. Thought I was going to go save the world, got my ass kicked. Uh, realized that that, that, really, 
that that, that wasn't for me. And I, I wanted to get yeah, I wanted to get into writing. But and I had written for the Ohio State paper, but I had I didn't have a journalism degree. I just had a bunch of clips from like you know kind of freelancing and then helping go cover high school football. And the sure. only newspaper like even interview I got was for like this. 200-person town in the Oklahoma panhandle, and it paid, like, $10,000 a year. So I'm like, I can't do that. So, like, I, uh, I, I did some kind of – I did some corporate HR stuff for a few years, and I wrote on the side. I wrote for the Chicago Tribune. I wrote for a couple of, um, of other smaller newspapers covering football. I did a bunch of stuff for SB Nation, uh, and eventually a position opened up, and I was able to kind of take some of my teaching stuff, my human resources stuff, and then I kind of self-taught journalism <coughs> – uh, to SB Nation, so like I have, I mean, like, wow. I have a great job. <laughs> it's uh, I got, I got yeah, lucky. Yeah, to do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good gig right now, I think. Nice, nice. Hey, hey, that's cool to know that you know I admire people who are self-made because I kind of fell into this myself, similar way. You know, I never went to. I mean, let's just, let's put it this way. Be, like before I started this, I hated writing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in high school and college, I was a science and math guy, straight-up science and math nerd. And when I had to write out my explanations, like the scientific findings and whatnot, I I loathed it to the point I was like, what's the point? I mean, I, do, I literally would just, just be satisfied getting through English lit with a C, as long as I got A's and B's and everything else. Uh, but let me just touch on your part of your background for just a quick moment. Uh, you said you, yeah. you, you actually taught in the inner city in, in New Orleans. Um have you ever seen The Wire? Uh, I, I've seen, like, the first eight episodes of The Wire before my buddy changed his HBO Go password, and uh, I, I, oh. I lost access to it. But, like, I, I've, I, I mean, I heard there's, like, a whole season about that. I mean, I've seen parts of, like, of the of, Trem, of uh, Tremaine, which was basically, like, my life for a little while. So I, I was, like, afraid wow. to watch it because it was going to, like, make me cry. But, like, uh-huh. uh, yeah, from, from, like, from what I kind of pieced together, I was like, all right, Pieces of this were, were 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 my experience. Yeah, because there was a season, season four. I mean, and, and I won't go too much into it, but season four basically centered on the schools of of, yeah. of, of of the wire and how everything collapsed like a house of cards. You know, you had the poli- how the politics, the police force, the criminal activities affected the schools, the public schools in, in, in Baltimore. So when you said that, that kind of sparked the plug it like like in the back of my mind, like, hey, you know, I wonder if it's Experience is similar to, and probably sound like it probably was similar to what season four illustrated and of of the wire. So that's, that's, yeah. that's why what, I had to, had to ask the question. One, one, of, one of my one of my off season goals here now that that football is just about over and I'll be able to kind of have my life back a little bit is I, right. I I would like to I would like to get through the the whole series. Um, oh wow! Like, you, can't really, you can't really do that in October because you know you're pulling like seventy, eighty, ninety hour weeks, and like I don't want to do anything right. that has anything to do with television. <laughs> right. uh, during that time, right, right. but but right. but this yeah. this winter, you know, or, or this summer, like absolutely, I want to dig into it. You'd be glad you did, brother. Uh, I'll tell you this: you will be glad you did. Trust me. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm all about the wire and Game of Thrones too. But that's another podcast for another day. Um, <laughs> it is. Um, so basically, you have the college football playoff. It's going to start like a, a couple weeks, maybe three weeks, I, I guess. Um, so you seeing like it was one through four, Clemson, uh, uh, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oklahoma. There, there seems to be no, at least to me, there seems to be no clear-cut number one. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have four excellent teams, no alpha dog among those four. So who in your mind is the best team in college football right now? 
I I I know this isn't like the 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 super like fun answer and everything because you know no. it's like rooting for Darth Vader, but but right. yeah, like I for my money, I think Alabama is is the is the best wow. team. Alabama playing at their highest level is better than everybody else's highest level, and I think from you know universe like their 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 talent level in terms of like their NFL potential terms of like the raw physicality, I think that's a cut right. above the other four teams just in terms of their depth. Like that, that doesn't yeah. mean that they can't lose to Michigan State or that that they're going to be the the, the champion. Like any one of those teams, I think, catch them at the right day, uh, probably right. Clemson, Oklahoma, more than Michigan State can definitely beat them. But and like, I you know I, I would take Alabama's best over Clemson's best. Yeah, you're not the only one who who has that sentiment. I, I've heard a lot of people say. Like, like uh, in addition to Bama, I heard people, a lot of people have been saying Oklahoma. I guess because um, the way Baker Mayfield is playing right now, um, I'm surprised he's not a Heisman finalist, but that's not a hit or there. Um, and, and, and the fact that Oklahoma remembers vividly what Clemson did to them last year in the bowl season. Granted, it was a Russell Athletic Bowl, and they probably didn't care about being there. But the fact of the matter is that they got curve stomped on national television by the same team they're going, to, going, to, going up against in the first college football semifinal. And as an ACC guy, I'm worried for Clemson because I think that Oklahoma is a lot like Carolina. It's a lot like UNC, except that they don't make as many bonehead mistakes as UNC. And so <laughs> I think it would be a very tough going for, uh, for Clemson, especially the lack of depth on the defensive end that's hold up against Oklahoma. But to your point about Alabama – um, you can't count out Nick Saban. You just can't count out, cannot count out Nick Saban in anything, in any game, in any situation. But I will pose that was advocate for a minute. There are a lot of folks on 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 on, on sports talk radio, whether it be on College Football Nation, on on X Series XM, who go off on Alabama on the fact that if they're just looking at the rankings, I guess, of their opponents, that they claim that Alabama didn't play as many people as say as Michigan State did. They didn't play as many people as Oklahoma did. Uh, that their schedule is comparable to Clemson's. Can you provide a rebuttal to why that shouldn't matter, Alabama's case, or why people shouldn't poo poo Alabama's schedule as much as they are? Well, you know, it's it, it's tough when you, when we use the Associated Press, uh, you know, like the, or those you know, those rankings uh, as right. the the main barometer of how we determine like who somebody is playing because. So, you know, and I don't think a lot of casual fans realize this. Like, you know, those rankings, forget the playoff ones, but the ones that we kind of use throughout most of the season, you know, most of those guys voting are beat writers, and those guys don't get to watch very much college football outside of the, of the actual game that they're covering. you got a 3.30 kickoff, and you're, you know, that means you're showing up at the stadium, you know, around noon or around 1. You're missing most of the noon game. You're at the, you're watching the 3:30 game. You're filing. You're, you might get. You, you might watch the late night drunk stupid Pac-12 game, if you're if you're interested in that. You're getting you're getting an incomplete <laughs> picture. Um, right. And 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 so and 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 there those rankings are just a a, a snapshot in time. So I I can see how you know that might overrate a little you know Alabama's schedule a little bit since SEC teams traditionally get the the national benefit of the doubt more than some other ones. Yeah. But at estimation. Right. One thing that, that we use a lot is the F plus or the S and P plus, which are advanced efficiency statistics uh, to kind of uh, to better measure how good a team is. Because there, that that, mm-hmm. that really looks at how well a team has you know played over the course of the game relative to who they're playing against. 
Um, you know, so a team that, that picks up like seven yards of play over the entire game is going to look a little bit better than a team that got its trash kicked, blocked a punt, did something weird, and, and, and won by, you know, by two points anyway. Um, sure. and, and there, I, I think that Alabama's schedule is not the world beater that it might necessarily look like from years before because the SEC is down this year. Uh, but from top to bottom, I, I really think they only play like two bad teams. And at this point in the season, I think we can look at all four of them and say everybody has played against at least some good opponents. Uh, and, and you know, I, I, I wouldn't look at the whole schedule thing, you know, or they ain't played nobody as uh, as the main argument I'd look here at in the playoffs because, you know, I, I, feel like, I feel like everybody's still pretty tested at some level. The more interesting question is whether they're tested against the certain things that maybe other playoff teams will try to throw against them. That might be a little bit more interesting, but they've ever once played people who are good. Right. Right. Exactly. And so that's the thing, like people that like uh, neglect to, to, to understand that Alabama played the most teams with eight wins or higher all season. Uh, so I don't know if they conveniently forget that or they don't care about that because they just hate the, AC, the SEC so much, but um, but when you talk about conferences, isn't this an odd year? Because I'm predictable what you said earlier that the SEC had a kind of a down year compared to years past, and that, like you know, hold on to your seat, that the Big Ten probably had the best year <laughs> in terms of football this season. I mean, is that <laughs> not weird or what? Yeah, that's 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 a little bit unexpected. Um, I'm not. I mean, like certainly at the top. Uh, this has been a good year for the Big Ten. Part of that is because the Big Ten has made, uh, I think, an improved investment uh, in their assistant coaches and some of the facilities yes. that come with that. We have yes, uh, totally a couple agree. of teams that have made coaching changes. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Harbaugh from Brady Oak, is a, that's, a, that's a big freaking upgrade. Um, right. I, you know, I, I, I know this isn't, like, a super satisfying answer. Like, I don't buy a ton into, like, you know, this conference is good, this conference is bad, because, like, you don't sure. play – every team in, in these conferences here. And the fact that a couple of teams at the top kind of overperformed, that doesn't, that doesn't change the whole thing. Like, I think the median team in the SEC, especially the SEC West, is probably mm-hmm. still a little bit better than, uh, than your median Big Ten team. And, you know, I'm, I'm from Columbus. I'm an Ohio State guy. But that, that hurts a little bit to say. Uh, mm-hmm. just the, the fact that we have Iowa and Northwestern and Michigan who have improved doesn't make the bottom half of the, of the Big Ten suck any less. Like Rutgers and Rutgers is still horrible. <laughs> Illinois is still horrible. Purdue is still like way worse than anybody in the SEC. Um, I don't know if that's gonna like if that's gonna structurally change. Uh, but it is right. strange that a lot of these bigger programs that we thought were going to do really well this year, because of injury luck, because of bad coordinator hires, because of some other things in the SEC struggles. Certainly Georgia underachieved. Tennessee probably underachieved a little bit. Uh, Florida has bad injury suspension luck, and the team that they have right now is nothing compared to the team that they had at the beginning of the year. Auburn's right. really totally underachieved. Agree. Yeah, like you know, all, all all of those things are unusual. I don't. I would be surprised if that happens again at that same kind of scope uh, next year. Yeah, and that's the thing. So it's, again, like you know, people like to bloviate. Like you know, I'm I'm, I'm in ACC. You know, I went to a, a, an ACC school, AC State, and I grew up in ACC country. Even though, and, you know, just just to add to your point, even though we had ten, three teams in the top ten, 
I'm not going to be stupid enough to just use that as a reason to say that the ACC has leaps and bounds, jumped up to the top three conferences because the rest of the conference sucks. I mean, <laughs> you just look at them. I mean, seriously, if you if you if you look at Miami and Pitt, two eight-win teams, eight and four teams, the rest of the conference is mediocre. So again, I'm glad you said that because people. It, I mean, it just annoys hell me when people actually say stupid crap like that, but. That's the funny thing over there. Let, let me ask you about that real quick because, sure, you know, it, it's, yeah, it, it seems to me uh, that you could probably make an argument that that's likely to change pretty soon because the ACC made some, in my opinion, some really great coaching hires this cycle. Yes, they did. Uh, like the, the, that, that coastal division now, I don't, I don't think <clears throat> there's a bad coach in you know what? It's funny. We were talking about that last night. On, like, I had a podcast last night with someone from ACC country about that. I mean, we've gone basically the conference is going from mediocre coaching hires to well, coaching rather to having Mark Rick, uh, uh, who's the other ones like like Bronco Mendenhall, Justin Fuente to go along in the same division with Larry Fedora, uh, David Cutcliffe, and uh, and, and uh, Pat Narduzzi. Uh, that's just incredible to me. That's just incredible that the whole division is upgraded. Big time, and and, and that coaching plays a role. You see, you saw it in the Big Ten, in your beloved Big Ten, and you see it in the SEC, you see it in the Pac-12, and to some extent the Big Twelve. Coaching changes everything. I'm sorry, it just does, and I'm glad that the ACC finally made the investments to get up to speed a little bit because it does make a difference. It really does. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and uh, to me, it's it's impressive because I feel like. A couple of those ACC schools didn't just hire new coaches that people like, right. but they they really stepped up their financial commitment. Like Bronco Mendenhall mm-hmm. was making over three million dollars at Virginia, and then their salary yes. pool for assistant coaches has jumped up significantly. So that you know that that goes yes. to show like, hey, we're going to go spend some more money on recruiting. We're going to try and, and recruit nationally. Like so I, certainly Virginia is going to try to uh, be more active recruiting out West, given so many of their assistant coaches have ties to Utah and ties to California JUCOs. The fact that Miami, right. a school that we all think has all this potential, but, you know, has secretly been kind of cheap, throwing down some major coin to go get Mark Rick. You know, like, I, I imagine that they're going to, they're going to be continuing to invest in their assistant coaches and in their recruiting as well. Uh, there, it's not a quite one-to-one relationship, but now that this sport is attracting so much money, you really can't afford to not spend any of it when all of your peers right. are, if you're if you're trying to trying to grow. So I, I look at what Miami and what Virginia and even what Syracuse is doing right now. I would be excited yeah, you know, if I was an ACC football fan. Yeah, maybe not yeah, if I was that, a Boston that, college fan, but <laughs> for everybody else, oh, yeah. God bless those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's messed up. It's messed up when your whole offensive side of the ball gets injured and your defense has to carry the the, the load for you. But I mean, I have faith in. Um, uh, I forget the brother's name. Adazio? Yeah, Adazio. Tough guy, Adazio. I, I, I have faith in He's him. A dude. But he has tough sledding right now. Yeah, yeah. That that was uh, perhaps the most unwatchable football team that I saw this year, uh, <laughs> despite being absolutely, like, elite on, on the de- – like, their, their defense was crazy good. And right. their offense was – I mean, like, man, there's uh, there, there's some high school teams here I saw in D.C. this year that, that were best. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> oh man, that's 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 too funny. That's too funny. So who do you have winning the college football playoff championship? Let's jump from one extreme to another. To to one, uh, I, you know, I I feel like I'm giving a different answer every time. 
I've been asked about this. I think for SB Nation, I actually put in a, a, a bid here for Oklahoma because even though oh. I think Alabama is a better team, I like the way right. that Oklahoma matches up with both of those teams. The teams that have traditionally given Alabama some trouble are teams that are, that are teams that have quarterbacks with some mobility. Both Oklahoma and Clemson have that. Teams that can stretch mm-hmm. the field vertically, attack their secondary deep. Uh, and mm-hmm. who can score enough points to make up for the fact that Derrick Henry is going to chew through them and, and, and pick up 200 yards that just kind of physically wears them down. Uh, and both those teams mm. can do that. And I, 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 kinda, I, I think I kind of agree with what you were talking about before. Even if Clemson has a little bit more talent, I think Oklahoma is going to be so plugged, you know, just plugged in to, to win that game given how they got embarrassed before and how they've kind of been yeah. you know, try, really trying to check in and, and just blow up the teams that, that, that have kind of embarrassed them the last couple of years. So I like them. Right. Uh, but, you know, if you ask me in 20 minutes, maybe I'll say Alabama. Like, I, I really I, – I think everybody has a really good shot at this except for Michigan State. You know what? It's just it's like um, – you know, just, just like saying goes. You're entitled to change your mind. I'm with you. I'm entitled to change my mind whenever I want on this. But let's just touch on Michigan State for a minute. Isn't it funny that Martin – it's probably what, what Martin D'Antonio wants. Is for everyone to count them out because just the type of guy, type of coach he is, and the type of squad of Michigan State is. I mean, no one expects them. Hell, probably not. not apparently, not many people wanted them in the Final Four. And that game is going to have against Alabama. It's going to be straight up old school football. Run the football. Be tough in the trenches. Don't let the quarterback lose the game. Play tough defense. That's going to be very exciting to watch. Yeah, I mean, like. So you and I, we need food to live, and plants right, need right. sun to live, and Mark Antonio <laughs> needs disrespect to live. I think yes, like his, his entire program, his everything is just fueled on this. I mean, like, and he'll, he'll, you know, he'll just pick out like the tiniest little thing that a media member says about Michigan, and he'll blow that up. Nobody respects us. I'm like, no, coach. Like you won like 50 games in the past three years. <laughs> Nobody believes in us, and 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 and, and so it's perfect. This is the perfect scenario for him because the people are like, wow, Michigan, I want to give them six points against Alabama. You have to make something up to, to, to remind us players that nobody believes in them. The, uh, the well, thing you know, that I'm worried about with Michigan State uh-huh. is Connor Cook's health. And I think this was right. clear if we watched the Big Ten Championship game. Like he, His shoulder's been dinged up here for a little while. And that last right. drive where they ran the ball, you know, it took up like nine and a half minutes off the clock and ran 22 plays and needed to go down the field and win the game. Like He barely threw. He's clearly not 100 percent right now, and if, right. if he is, like he's a he's an NFL caliber, you know, first or second round player. He has a, has a real cannon of an arm, and Michigan State has some good wideouts. But if he's not healthy, uh, Michigan State does not have the running backs to be able to kind of play that kind of game against against Alabama. So that's why I'm skeptical. But if he is healthy, if he's able to attack the attack the ball downfield. Uh, then, then they, they certainly do have a chance because their offensive line is excellent and their defensive line uh, is excellent, and, and not just excellent, but but oh. honestly has like some some NFL five star caliber guys that can tussle with SEC uh, lines. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I think that Michigan State is very old school. I, I think that um, you know they they have the goods. It's just a matter of getting the right matchup, and so that's that's why I think it's going to be entertaining to watch. I, I, I'm with you about Oklahoma. I, I, you know, I, I would love to see Bob Stoops against any SEC team in the final. He hits the SEC so much. I mean, whenever yeah, he, 
whenever he has a chance to go off on the SEC, he takes it, and it's funny as hell to me. I know, I know a lot of people find it annoying, but I think it's hilarious. And I just, I, I think it would be so sweet if he matches up with Nick Saban and throws a smackdown, at least smackdown on, on Alabama in the title game, and for him to just go off on the SEC even more in the offseason. That would be, that would be too awesome. His press his press conference either way is going to be a delight. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, when when Oklahoma is struggling a little bit, the excuse doesn't say anything, and that's fine. But if he if he just gets a little bit feisty, you know you know the SEC daggers are going to come out. And uh, as somebody right. who writes for a living, like that's page view gold. So yeah, absolutely, keep talking, Stoops. I don't care if you win or lose, but I would like you to talk. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, the, I mean, the guy is classic. He's as honest. And refreshing as that, as, as that is, he's just he's just hilarious when it comes to SEC. He just hates them so much. It's funny. Uh, we'll get you out on this one, brother. Um, three, like two of the three Heisman finalists are in the are in the college football playoff. One of which, the other one being uh, McCaffrey, is not. So, who do you have? Well, first of all, who do you have winning the uh, Heisman, or who should win the Heisman? That's different from who should win it or who will win it. I think Derrick Henry is going to win it. Uh, I think, uh-huh. and and and, but I would vote for I would vote for Christian McCaffrey, who I think is right. the most versatile. Yeah, one of the most explosive and just completely fun to watch players in college football. The the trouble yeah. is that the way that the Heisman vote is, is geographically situated, uh, there's really, I mean, I, it, unless there's just an overwhelming choice like Marcus Mariota last year, there really is kind of right. a East Coast bias to it. Stanford played a lot of games mm-hmm. when people were asleep. And the fact that they uh, are not in the playoff, uh, I think, is also going to hurt them a little bit. Um, Henry's great, uh, I, but McCaffrey's awesome. And I think that there were a couple of guys that, that legitimately got snubbed out of, out of a trip to New York. Like, I, I think Dalvin Cook of Florida State deserved a trip. I think Ezekiel Elliott deserved totally a trip agree. from Ohio State. Uh, it's unfortunate yeah. the way that the, that the vote broke, that they weren't able to bring enough people here. Um, right. But, I mean, McCaffrey's awesome. I, I, I'm, I've loved that I've gotten to watch him play college football. I, I think to your point, I'm glad you brought Dalvin Cook's name because I think he's been so underappreciated because he was the the huge main contributor to to Florida State's offense this year. I mean, the teams knew that, and but they they still for the most part can stop. Um, he just had one hell of a year, uh, like behind the quarterback change and everything, um, and and also Baker Mayfield, I I thought should have been there. Uh, he, he sure. like a, you know, he had a great year in my opinion, and I think he's going to take it out on Clemson in the college football playoffs in the final. And to your point about how to almost, almost, I almost forgot about Ezekiel Elliott. He does a stud. <laughs> he is a one-man wrecking crew, and I think he's probably going to go pro if his threats hold up. Uh, this, this, like, like this, like uh, uh, next year, but he'll be like at least a first or second round draft pick. But he's been special. He's been special for Ohio State. I'm I'm with you on who should win it. McCaffrey should win it, and he should win in the landslide because, I mean, if anyone watched him all season long and the Pac-12 championship game when he threw a touchdown pass to, and, <laughs> you know. And he, I, I mean, he, yeah, he just he just dunked on USC in every possible way. It was great. Yeah, didn't he, didn't he re- return? I know he, he returned the kickoff for a touchdown. Was it against uh, – was it during the regular season or was it in the college ball? I mean, I'm sorry, was it in the conference championship game? Uh, I forgot, but he had one. He took a kickoff back to the house, like, late in the season. And 
And basically, he was similar to Dalvin Cook. He was a one-man wrecking crew on offense. You knew he was going to get the ball. You knew he was going to run between the tackles. He had this excessive speed, but you couldn't, still couldn't stop him. You knew he was getting the ball most of the time, but you still couldn't stop him. That's just totally amazing to me. But unfortunately, yeah, well, well, I'm with you. I, I think Henry's going to, I think Henry's going to win it. And you know, it's just unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah. What, what, what I love about McCaffrey is. He he's not he's not just a dangerous runner, somebody who's able to go both I think in between the tackles and on jet sweeps and go outside. But he's a really right. polished receiver out of the backfield or yes. even just straight up out wide. He runs routes well. He's got good hands. He has a, a next gear. He's really great on special teams, whether that's punts, whether that's kickoff returns. And he's and that offense because of that it makes him a really valuable decoy too because you have to account for him anywhere on the on the field. So even with him working completely without the ball, uh, you, right. know, you know it's 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 like it's like you know you have to require an extra defender just to just to, to spy him, uh, which is right. which is which is awesome. Like it, it's made an offense that's not really built to be especially explosive, be especially explosive. Um, yes, and you know it's it's those kind of unique guys that make college football fun to be. Yeah. So what, what, like uh, one last question. Ed. I heard that Christian McCaffrey is going to be a senior next season. Is that correct? Is he a junior right now? Yeah, I, 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 I think, I think that's right. I don't, I don't. I would be a little bit surprised. Yeah, I forgot. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either, either, yeah, either, just, either way, I, I expect him to, uh, to be gone. I don't actually know what his NFL uh, prospects are like. I don't follow the NFL terribly closely. I, I know that there are things gotcha. that make really good college players that don't translate very well, but. Uh, right. Stanford's going to lose a, 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 a good chunk of people next year. I'd be surprised if they came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think I think his stock, his stock is NFL stock is pretty high. His draft stock is pretty high. So, Matt, thank you very much for joining me. It's it's been fun, and I hope we get to do this again um, soon. You know, like like whether it's like a spring ball or next college football season, whichever. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks a whole lot for joining yeah, me. Yeah, you, you bet. My, uh, my, my, my pleasure. All right. Take care. Um, so that's my guy, uh, Matt Brown, uh, joining us on the program. He's, he's from um, college football, uh, uh, you know, SB Nation College Sports. Please check him out there, as well as uh, the SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant. Uh, so he has lots of good work there. Big fan of his work, and I'm sure you will be too if you check him out. Tell you what, college football playoff is going to be fun. Both matchups, both semifinals, Clemson, Oklahoma. Old like featuring two high-powered offenses, new school matchup, as opposed to Alabama, Michigan State. Straight up old school, tough trenches, like tough playing in the trenches, running games, defensive play, quarterbacks who will not make, make mistakes. Totally contrasting styles, but either way, both matches will be fun. I'll be tuning in. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in to The Clown Hour. This is Scott Burke. Have a good day. Quick 06. See ya.